Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much to my uh, listeners on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple and Google Podcasts. Breaker. Shout out to you guys as well as Breaker. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, We're starting our show this morning right off the bat with a story that broke on Tuesday that has... Uh, congressional Democrats up in arms, and like like we all should, about the fact that ICE detainees in a Georgia detention facility are being forcefully sterilized. It brings to mind a very dark part in America's history where people, where women, were actually being sterilized against their own will, and, and sterilization naturally means removal of wounds, uteruses, and uh, other parts of your fallopian tubes, other parts of a woman's reproductive system. But the fact that we would have thought after Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton apologized in 1997 to a group of Tuskegee Airmen in the Tuskegee experiment, remember that one, the syphilis experiment, uh, we would have thought that, that we could rest that part of our history. But if there's one thing that history teaches us is that what? History repeats itself. And so we have to be mindful of the fact that whatever happened before is likely to reoccur again. We should have thought about that, but we thought, maybe we thought that if, it's, if, if some parts of our history are going to reoccur, such as what happened in Nazi Germany, then it would only happen in Germany, it wouldn't happen here, much to our chagrin we're realizing that it is happening here and it's starting here. And now we encounter that other part of our history, the forgetful part of our history that we would really, really prefer not to talk about or not to have to mention that happened. And that is this part, that sterilizations in the United States is not new. In fact, it was something that has been practiced since 1907. In fact, let me read it to you. There's a law on the books that Indiana passed in 1907, in which it called for sterilizations of black women and indigenous women, so Native Americans and indigenous women, to have their wombs and reproductive rights, reproductive systems constrained so they would not give birth to black children. It also comes to mind of eugenics. You know what eugenics is? Eugenics is that awful part of human history where people actually believed that the only people who were fit to be humans were were Anglo-Saxons and Nordics. And so anyone else was not fit to be human. It's, a sto- it's, a, it's an idea formed in the 1800s by a guy named Galston. What a sucker that was and a loser, totally. He was a loser. And he came up with this idea, but it gained traction among some people. This is where, you know, this, it, it goes all the way back because if you think about it, white supremacy is a form of eugenics, isn't it? Because the idea behind white supremacy is that whites are superior. But their idea is that whites are superior because they're smarter, right? They have a higher IQ. 
the funny thing about this whole sterilization too is that they also sterilized poor whites because they thought that they were unfit because they didn't possess a high IQ. I, I know I'm, my producer is looking at me and I'm trying not to look because her eyes just keep going up and up and I'm like, stuff happens. Like, really? Like, seriously, y'all? That we actually sat down and let this happen on our watch. You people in red states elected a guy to lead the country that all of us live in who believes and who enacted a practice because this happened on his watch. There was no way he didn't know about it. They brought it to his attention, but because he's like, well, they don't support me anyway, so anything goes, then he just threw it out there and this happened where they act, it, 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 it's mind blowing. I'm still trying to get to the point and wrap my mind around the fact that there are actually people who believe that being white makes you superior. I, I want to have a deb- debate with you all. Can you just come and start talking to me? Yes. And don't, don't leave messages on my YouTube script. Well, come and engage me right now. Come and engage me. Call in to my, 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 uh, my 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 call when I'm online five one six three eight seven fourteen six to three. Call in. I want you to come and debate me. Anybody out there who feels that whites are superior to any other group of people on the planet, I want you to call me. Call me and talk to me. I need you to call me and talk to me. Yes, I have white folks in my in my genealogy. Yes, my grandfather was from one my paternal father, my grandfather, my father's father is white. He's deceased now. And then, of course, on my mother's side, there are all sorts of people. And on my father's side as well. So I want you to call me and say, yes. Yeah. So I am, you could call me biracial if I wanted to. I just choose not to. But come and tell me, and this one drop rule and this 2% rule that if you're 2% black, then you're black. I want you all to come and talk to me about this stuff. Call me. Call me and talk to me. Let me hear you tell me what parts of this planet do you think? What makes you think so? I will help you. I am going to help enlighten your darkness today because this is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Unfortunately, there's some history attached to this sterilization. As I did some research last night, I found out that we did practice this for some time. And unfortunately, we also practiced it on people in Guatemala. They were running an experiment to see if penicillin actually works and how effective it was. And so they gave people people in Guatemalan prisons uh, uh, diseases and then gave them penicillin to see if it worked. So we do have a history with it. As a matter of fact, the Third Reich, Nazi Germany, yes, Nazi Germany, in 1933 passed a law that says the law was about uh, who was fit to be human and who was not. It was modeled on the laws that had existed in where? Indiana and California where people were sterilized. As a matter of fact, the Nazis just took it a whole other direction. In the Nazis sterilized over 400,000 adults and children, mostly Jews. 
and they model it on Indiana and California law. This is why we say there are parts of our history that we don't like, and those parts of our history are what we want to correct. Those parts of our history are what we want to remove. Those parts of our history that we're frankly not proud of. Those parts of our history that we would rather not have happened because we don't want to lay claim to the fact that uh, there are people who are still going to look to that historical precedence and say, well, it's allowed to continue. That is the case that we find in Irwin, Georgia, at an ICE detention center run by an outfit called LaSalle Corrections, who make millions of dollars. They operate over 18 detention centers throughout the South, and every one of them has been in violation of federal, federal standards on health and sanitation. In fact, they have been to many congressional hearings this, this year on the spread of the coronavirus in their detention centers. They operate for-profit prisons. So when the president, <coughs> excuse me, was busy locking up people, he was doing it because it was making money for some of his friends. I had said that, but it was not a popular thing, <coughs> apparently, to say. He was doing it because it made money for a lot of his friends. They operate for-profit detention centers. So if people are being detained, they're being housed by somebody. And they're getting paid by the federal government to house them. They're getting paid to transport people. So somebody who is doing the transportation of detainees is making money. Somebody who is housing them is making money. So again, it all comes down to the dollars. The Donald was concerned about the money and who was making the money because at the end of the day, he has to get a piece of the pie because being president was all about him and making money for himself. And you folks out in red states, you liked the ideology that Donald was portraying because, frankly, it sounded like something you would like. It sounded, it ran true to you. I mean, you know, it says, well, yeah, we, we are superior. He was stirring you up because his whole policy is built on divide and conquer. The more he keeps us divided is the more he conquers. And you folks can't seem to get it. He killed off your industries with trade tariffs. You have no farms left. You have no industry. You have nothing. You don't even have health care. He robbed you of health care. He tried to repeal Obamacare that was helping you and all your relatives to get your pain medication and your diabetic medication. He killed off the post office so you can't even get it delivered. But you're still out there saying, yeah, he's right. Because, and, and this is a commentary on... I'm a woman, so I'm looking at all of you as potential people who would want to sterilize me, if you could. Wouldn't you? It seems to me that that's what you would want to do. And I have to say, because I am a woman of color, and historically, the people who were sterilized the most were black women and indigenous women. So you would have pulled me into your loop and sterilized me so I couldn't have children. So my two baby daughters who are now grown people who exist today would not exist because if you had a chance to, you would send some doctor to come and tell me that you're gonna take my womb out. These poor immigrant women in, in, the, in this detention center said they had, of course they spoke English. The nurses who were assigned to them did not speak Spanish. They were not provided. According to the law, they're supposed to have what? 
Yeah, interpreters, they didn't get one. So they were told to sign something in order to be treated. One of the detainees said they told her that because she was having heavy periods, they were doing an operation to drill three holes in her stomach to drain out an ovarian cyst. Guess what? She wasn't having heavy periods. It was all a facade. I still want to know who was the medical practitioner. I still want to know his name because I think everybody should go demonstrate at his place and paint it red. Everyone should go and ask, stand outside and say, whoa, dude, you responsible for taking women's rights to have children away. Everybody should file a class action lawsuit against him. Why? Who are you? Are you God? that you can determine that people should not have? And where did he get this policy from? Because it was something that had existed. And across the country, the law had been repealed in most places. In fact, President Clinton had a ceremony at the White House in 1997 in which he apologized to the Tuskegee uh, survivors. You know about that one, right? Do I need to explain that one? Oh, my God. You see, these are the parts of our history that we haven't reconciled. And these are the parts of our history that is driving the demonstrations and protests you're seeing in the streets. Because all of a sudden now, history has come and slapped us right into the 21st century. And we're like, wait a minute, nothing has changed. The more things change, the more they remain the same. So it looks like we're having change on the surface, like ripple effects, but deep down, we haven't changed. Racism is still standard practice. Systemic racism is standard practice. Structured and structural racism is standard practice and standard operating procedure. I read a devastating report yesterday on how many black men and women, older black men and women who are unemployed as a result of the pandemic. Employers are rehiring white employees, but are not hiring black ones. That means employers are exercising their bias and their racial bias. That's nothing new. This has always existed. But then they might have felt some kind of public pressure to comply with prevailing standards that at least you want to appear like you, 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 you hire black people. But now when they're rehiring, they're only rehiring whites. Black people are graduating colleges and universities with degrees and they're not getting paid 10 to $15 an hour, whereas their white counterparts are getting salaried. Y'all are kidding me. And you really thought that people are going to sit back and let it happen? Look, they didn't sit back during slavery. They didn't sit back during Jim Crow apartheid because that's what it was. It was apartheid that was practiced out and they certainly are not going to sit back now in the 21st century because we are changing and the world is changing. We're moving and we're moving so fast. We don't want to accept climate change. Climate change is a whole other issue that is imposing a whole lot of issues on people who are at the bottom levels. So you, your continued, our continual denial of climate change is not going to work because the facts are real. But more importantly, it is still attached to systemic racism and structured racism. And then you look at all these other factors. How, I don't understand how I saw a sign on TV the other day, Latinas for Trump. And I'm like, are you people crazy or are you crazy? Like how? These are Latinos from Guatemala and Honduras 
for whom they were just sitting ducks and an experiment, an ecological and scientific experiment. For this doctor, the nurses say that he seemed to be just taking out everybody's stuff. One of the detainees said that before she wasn't anesthetized properly and before she went under, guess what? She overheard the doctor saying he might have taken out the wrong ovary. So he just took out both of them just to equal it out. They're conducting experiments on people's bodies and sterilizing women right here, right now. And it makes me wonder if that happens in detention centers, that's the only one that a whistleblower spoke. The whistleblower gave out her name. I'm not going to say her name. But if that is what happened at one, 10 chances to one, it's happening. It happened at all. The others, this Outfit LaSalle Corrections operates 18 detention centers. I pray for a government change and that if the government changes, there needs to be an investigation into this outfit, LaSalle Corrections, and their, their contracts with the federal government needs to be revoked. We cannot allow this to happen because if it continues, these things are usually a slippery slide and before you know it, we wake up one day and we, we're, we have to take allegiance to a man instead of allegiance to the flag. You ever notice that in the Pledge of Allegiance, we never pledge allegiance to a man? We don't pledge allegiance to the president. We pledge allegiance to what? The flag. The flag is the symbol of the country. And the flag is supposed to be the symbol of the country that is greater than one person. But the way things are going now, we could be on a slippery slide into a place where a man changed everything. They say he can't, but he could find a way. He has a justice department that is able and willing to do exactly what he says. They will find a way. I don't even want to speculate about that because that 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 could be um, a problem. It's not good for the America that I want to live in. I still don't understand how this happened on our watch. I did some reading on how uh, sterilizations used to take place, and it's alarming. Uh, if you know anything about American history, you've heard of Fannie Lou Hamer. Have you ever heard of her? Fannie Lou Hamer was a civil rights activist and a voting rights activist, and she was forcibly sterilized in her home state. And so she became an activist because she just couldn't take it anymore, right? She was sterilized to the extent where she couldn't, she and her husband were sharecroppers on a plantation, worked a plantation. And when she started speaking up about what had happened to her and voting rights, the owner of the plantation naturally revoked their right to owning land and they had to go live somewhere else. And that's okay. She just kept on doing what she was doing. But the fact is she couldn't have children. So she and her husband adopted children, and it was very painful. She died in 1977, long before, you know, most of us today. But her life story is something else. I can't begin to imagine how painful that must have been for her to have to accept that she was sterilized forcefully. It was called the Louisiana appendectomy. So you went into the doctor, 
for a checkup or whatever, and then they tell you that you have some kind of cyst, an ovarian cyst or some foolishness like that, and then they recommend surgery. The surgery is supposed to remove the cyst, but guess what? The surgery doesn't just remove the cyst. <laughs> the surgery makes you uh, 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 kind of... <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's crazy to me, you know? And I don't know about you, but we have, we have to get to the place where we have to get to the place where we, we must ask hurtful and hard questions. Because when I saw this on Twitter, it, it started on Twitter, trending, and I was like, that's impossible. That can't happen. I'm like, that, that, that just couldn't happen. But it's in real time. The whistleblower gave interviews to the press, and she knew that they wouldn't believe her, so she has records. She made sure she kept records, and she's not afraid of them. Somebody had to tell the story, and I'm glad she did. Because if she hadn't told it, we would know that this has happened. But now that we know, we're going to investigate. And you know what we're going to find? That this is far more pervasive than we think. You know what I'm worried about now? That women in American prisons, that American women in American prisons might have been subjected to the same procedures without knowing it. Because apparently, if you are poor in America, you have no hope, you have no voice, and you have no rights. Even if you have not committed a crime, forget about You notice disproportionately the number of people who are in jail are poor, and they're Black, and they're poor, but mostly poor, right? There are too many Black people in jail for uh, simple things, and because of structured racism, they're unable to pay bail. That's why we need to get rid of the bail bonds industry because they just have people locked up. They confiscate people's property. They take your car, your house, your money, your refrigerator, your washing machine. They take it all. And you end up sitting in jail and wasting away. But if you are poor in America, you're at such a severe disadvantage. That's why when I say to people that the evil we're fighting is white supremacy, we're fighting poverty. White supremacist policies that make people poor, that enforce a system, a systemic racist structure that, is, that has as its component structured racism. And people today, even, even people who look like me and sound like me, who are, who are in strong denial that this could happen, and I'm looking at you like, you don't even realize how much of a sitting duck you are, because they can call you mortgage anytime. If they really want to, they enact laws and lock us all up and put you in concentration camps and confiscate your property and your money. Isn't that what Nazi Germany did? Nazi Germany was able. You think the Jews just had their money sitting in a bank without a name attached to it or had property, but their names weren't on it? So how do you think they took control? They took control of the Jews in Nazi Germany by enacting laws that forbade them from owning property and having businesses so that they could come in and take it over. That's the same thing they would do if we don't stop this. And when people say, well, why do you talk about this? This is why, to create awareness. So you know that this can happen on our watch. If they did it to one group of people, what's to stop them from doing it to another group of people because they feel that they're in the majority? I have news for you. It used to be that by 2050, the country would be brown. It's now 2030. That's 10 years from now. The birth rate keeps going the way it is. 
it's going to be 2030. The country will be brown. And the black and brown people are going to be the majority of the population. The problem is, who does the whose hands have the power? So how are they going to control a burgeoning majority that they have no part in? They have the power. This is why black and brown people need to what? Run for office and need to be in control. Black and brown people need to run for office. Because if white people who already know that their numbers have dwindled and they're no longer the majority, but they're not telling you folks out in Idaho and Iowa that that's the case. They're not telling folks in North and South Dakota and Wyoming and Montana. They're not telling folks in Missouri and Kansas. They're not telling folks in Texas, in Northern Texas. They're not telling folks in, 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 uh, in Nebraska. They're not telling you all that your numbers have dwindled and that you're no longer the physical majority. They're not telling you that. What they do is tell you it's okay to open fire on unarmed black protesters who are protesting systemic racism. They tell you that it's okay for the government, for the president to order heat, sir, heat missiles, heat-seeking missiles to turn on black protesters who are, pro- are protesting systemic racism. They tell you to call people SHIT whole country. They tell you that people who protest come from road and filled cities. But the poor neighborhoods and the poor uh, enclaves in Iowa and in the Appalachian Mountains are not described in any derogatory fashion. Where people still live in tin huts and where the going to the bathroom is still an exercise in constraint where people still have to drive miles and miles to get food and get fresh fruit and vegetables, where people still don't have access to healthcare. They have to drive way over 50 miles to get to the nearest health center. But they want to call black people who are protesting in urban settings coming from rodents, festered cities, that your policies of systemic racism and structured racism have affected and have caused these problems to happen. This is why I say, everybody, you need to read. You need to read. The more you know, the more you know. You need to read. There's information out there, a lot of information out there. You need to read so you get an understanding. And I know that there are supporters, there are Black people who support the president. Do so at your own risk. You're in complete denial of the facts. You may not like it. You may want to uh, say, well, Harriet, you know, um, well, you know, I kind of like it. I kind of just want to be, you know, to say that you have bought into the stereotype. Listen to what one person put this up on Facebook and I was, I didn't want to embarrass her by screenshotting it and putting it all over the place because people would have come at her. But this is what she said. She said, I, I, I am not a failure. My husband and I live together and we raise our children. And I look at her like, would you shut the hell up? You have bought into the stereotype. And I have people like you who who still live with their spouses and they raise children who are who who work today and who have gone to college. You're not an anomaly as they want you to appear to be or feel like. It's just the most it, it, it's sort of like the Stockholm syndrome where you're siding now with the oppressor. So when you you you've now become part of the system because you're actually saying your oppressor is right. You're saying your oppressor is right. That's what you're saying. 
And these are, you've got to understand that over time, these oppressive economic policies contributed to the demise of black communities and have contributed to how we can and cannot matriculate through society. It's very difficult as a black person in business to access loans and financing. There's a black guy over here in Michigan running for the Senate, John James. He'll never win, but good luck to him. He probably would have stood a chance against Gary Peters if he were a Democrat. But nobody's going to vote for a black man who is Republican. He tried to distance himself from the president. It doesn't matter. Nobody but nobody because our eyes are open and we have seen the truth. And no, we're not going to vote for you because you're black. We're going to vote for someone who is attached to a policy that is not going to further make things worse than they are for us. And my friend, you drank a Kool-Aid that is probably going to lead you to the garden path. And I've met John James, very nice man, but he's in the wrong crowd. It, it is what it is. And the policies here are sometimes so indefensible that people who are supporters of this administration find it very difficult to explain away the immigration policies that have persecuted people. They tried to put a cover over it by saying, well, people shouldn't run across other countries and nothing is wrong with putting up a border wall. You know what? We do have a border wall up right now. It's around us, the United States. Nobody wants us to visit their country because we have the coronavirus and it is out of control. So the president did get his wall just not in the way he thought. And Mexico didn't have to pay for it. We are paying the price for it. He called a tariff on goods from France. Luxury goods, like people want to buy Prada purse or Gucci, or people want to buy an Italy, uh, Prada and Gucci are from Italy, I'm sorry. But people want to buy French perfume and French wines. He called a tariff on that. Like the French were probably like, what the, what's going on? It's crazy. Don't we have enough problems here? The people who are coming here from Guatemala and Honduras are escaping climate change realities that have decimated their societies and their way of life. They're running to come to a place where it's cooler and they can get food and water. Basic. It's as basic as that. There are not enough people in Guatemala and Honduras combined that can run up the population of the United States. If they all come here, we'll probably be at what? Another 10, 8? 10, 20 million, and we have 328.3 million people living here. And the country is as big as you know what. The country is big and wide. So what? Do you see what I'm saying? They're not, and they're not coming here. To, uh, it, it, it's one of these things where people say they're coming to take their jobs. I'm like, you're a mechanic. They're not coming here to be mechanics. They're coming here to be maids and gardeners, maids who work in hotels, cooks who work on the line in restaurants. They're underpaid and overworked, and they're still thinking it's way better than where they're coming from because at least they can go wash their hands and cook some food for their families and live where running water is. Do I have a witness in here? So they're not running from, (laughs) you know what I mean? They're not taking your job. Are you an anesthesiologist? Are you a physical therapist? Are you even a nurse? No, you're not. You're still bubbled. You're smoking your pipe. So come on when you talk about their immigrants are coming here to take your jobs. Are you a scientist? Are you an engineer? Are you a mathematician? You're nothing. Are you a statistician? 
Nothing. You're not even a MD. So how are immigrants coming here taking your job? And you are not able to perform the job that they want. Are you a landscaping artist? Are you cutting lawns on freeways and running those big things down the side of freeways with such skill and precision that they're not running into the path of 18-wheelers? No, you're not. You're not doing that. If I were to call a landscaper, no, you're going to come cut my lawn? No, you're not, because you think you're better than that. So how are immigrants taking away your jobs? Are you going to come and clean my toilets? Are you going to come and clean my floors and clean out my refrigerator and do my laundry? Are you going to come and clean up behind me and my children? No, you're not, because you think you're better than that. But that's what immigrants do. Are you going to go plant your own fields out there in the hot sun? No, you're not, but that's what immigrants do. So when people sit back and talk about how immigrants don't do anything, that's a lie from the pit of hell. And then what you do is you pick up the Bible in one hand and say, oh, I love God and I love God. But you hate the very people whom God made and the people whom God sent to you for you to help because you can't because you live in a rich country and they come from a poor one. But you love God, though. Where is your example? I love God. And you stand up with tears streaming down your face. Meanwhile, the person who works for you as an immigrant, you pay them less than minimum wage so you can continue to live well and write big checks to, 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 to Republican Congress people and Republicans running for office. Come on now. Be ashamed. You should be. Right here on our watch, doctors were performing sterilizations and history. How would you feel if you sent, let me just ask you this. Let's hypothesize. How would you feel if you sent your daughter or your wife or your girlfriend or your side chick, your grandchild, to the doctor, and they come back and say, the doctor made a mistake and took out one of my ovaries so I can't give you any grandchildren? You are the same pro-life people who say people shouldn't have abortions, but you had a doctor performing mass abortions on your watch while you claim to be pro-life. But you had a doctor who was paid by the federal government to launch mass abortions on unsuspecting people who couldn't even know what they were signing to because it was not written in their own language, violating federal law. And these people, the operators of these detention centers, collected taxpayers' money. Do I look happy or pleased? I, I'm just I'm, I'm just presenting you the case. These are the facts. I didn't make it up. The whistleblower told it all. I didn't make it up. You can find the story on theintercept.com, uh, the, uh, lawninsider.com, as well as cnn.com. The story is there. There's also an outfit called the Social Justice Lab. You can Google them and you will see the story. It's everywhere. Someone dared. She said, at all odds, I'm going to tell the story. And I'm going to tell all the media so they can't come at me now and kill me because now everybody will know that that's why. Mass sterilizations. And we have a history of doing that. I can't believe it. Jesus. Whew. I'm so glad I was born in this century. I'm so glad that I came to this country empowered because 50 years ago, 70 years ago, Jesus, take the wheel, will you? 
And you are the same people who espouse biblical ideologies and theology. You are the same people who say other nations are heathen because they don't serve God. But you serve a God of love. But you can't show love to people who need it. The people who are running across the border are desperately driven by hunger and lack of water. They have famine in their land. That means they're hungry, brother and sister. In Idaho and Iowa and northern and western Michigan, they're hungry. They don't have water. They don't have water to drink. The water you and I take for granted by turning our taps on. Food, we just go down to, to, to uh, what, uh, Meyer to go shopping. They don't have that. There's not enough food in their country. And so what little is left, gangs control it. That's what you're all doing, marching out in the streets, aren't you? You're just a gang of people. You think you are being resistors? You think you are being radicals? There's nothing radical about you being white, walking in your privilege. You're marching in the street. The cops just ignore you. Let me go out there and march. All of a sudden, I take up a sign and march. The cops have 30 guns trained on me. <laughs> I'm just saying. So there is no parity for immigrant women. They're not empowered. They don't have, they weren't even given the brevity or a provision in the law that allowed them to have it spoken to in a language that they speak. So they didn't have interpreters. They were given consent forms to sign without explanation, which is a violation of federal health standards and a violation of federal law. You should cannot undergo a procedure without being informed of it. Did you know that? So they were told by people that they had to undergo this procedure without, and they're in a detention camp. Sounds like they have no autonomy or choice. The people who demonstrated were hosed down and beaten because they protested against the conditions in the camp. Ladies and gentlemen, it seems to me that those detention centers are a design of what is to come if we're not careful. It seems to me that if we're not careful, this could happen to any of us. Maybe some of you who are, 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 are joining Black Voices for Trump or all that kind of stuff, maybe you're probably subliminally trying to say, at least if I show my support for him, they won't come looking for me when things go bad. They will think that I'm a Republican and I'm serving. And I'm on his side, so they won't come looking for me. That could be what you're thinking. Because when you look at this, if this doesn't make you outraged and scared, I don't know what will. Imagine if you were to send your child out, and then they come back and say, you know what? The doctor said he made, a, made an error and took out one of my ovaries. There would be hell to pay. Well, these people are defenseless. They don't have brother or sister who can support them or speak up for them. And they were taken advantage of. I still want to know the name of the doctor in Irwin, Georgia, who performed these procedures. 
I think we all should know who is this doctor. What is his name? He should not be hidden. He deserves no one's pity. He should come out as a medical professional and tell us how he violated every possible Geneva Convention there is. We're not even at war, so we can't even say, well, you know, uh, we did this because it was a form of protest or we were protected. There was nothing about this. So there is no basis by which he did this. There's no reasonable you know, there's no reasonable basis for this to have happened. These people were not coming in the country and doing anything. They were being detained, so they were contained, right? So you could say, well, when they come in the country, they bring all kinds of diseases. If they don't come in through the right channels, they, they should be inoculated and uh, vaccinated so that they don't come in and spread disease. But you had them in a detention facility, and you, they were contained, so they weren't free to move about the country. So if you were worried about them spreading disease, then you had them. That will you had them right there. I do admit that we do need to have some controls over how people enter the country. I myself was processed rigorously and vigorously. It took a very long time. I've written about it in a book called Through the Fire. It took a really, really long time, and I paid thousands of dollars to it and attorney's fees for that. It wasn't cheap. I told somebody how much I paid in attorney's fees, and she practically fainted. So imagine how that could answer, but this is what it costs. So I agree that as a, as a country, you want to know who comes into your borders. You, you want, well, meet them at the border and take, ask them for their identification documents, where you come from, what's your name? This is your passport, so what you got? Who are you? Where are you going? Well, before you can get to where you're going, there's a process we have. This is the process for you to get there. Sounds reasonable? I think so. Because isn't that the same thing when I take a plane and I go to Canada or I go to some other part of the world? They're like, hey, where are you, how are you doing? Okay, welcome. Where are you going? How long are you going to be here? Okay. They know you. They have your information so they can track you. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can't take people and detain them and then perform hysterectomies on them. That just does not add up. My eyes are, are clouding over because I, I, ew, it just makes me, uh, I'm human. I'm not a CNN anchor who can dispassionately just talk about this and has to look like you're frowning to have some sort of relation to the story. No, I am human. It could have been me. Sterilizing people's wounds. Man, if you want, if you don't want to, because you're trying to contain the black and brown population because you want to maintain your white majority, it ain't about to happen. You caused this. You and your ancestors caused this. If from the very beginning, when you brought the first black people from Africa and you said, all right, let's build this country together, let's work together, you would have probably had a better society today. When you came and you saw the Native Americans, if you had worked with them instead of stealing their land and then killing them off with gunpowder and disease and taking over their crops and killing out their land and damming up their rivers. And you wonder why the coronavirus is spreading rampant. The same God whom you pray to. Do you really read the Bible? You need to go read the Bible. Go read Exodus. 
God has been talking to you, but you ain't listening. You say you love God. And you said, all right, I have some people here who need some help. You love me. You can't touch me. You can't see me. But I'm going to send some folks over. Help them out. Instead, you cut out their wombs. We need to ask this man, what is he doing? Is he, does he have a collection? Is he a serial killer? Is he, like, collecting them as trophies? Like, does he have 40 wombs in his lab? Is he conducting experiments? We need to know. He can't put their wombs back or tight back, but he needs to provide an explanation to these people to say what he did with them. I hope you're all hearing me. This is wrong on every level. Every level. And this happened on President Trump watch. President Trump needs to answer to it, and he needs to tell us what is he going to do about it. You want my support? Come and tell me what you're going to do about this. Because I guarantee you this LaSalle Corrections has more stuff, more chinks in their armor. I guarantee you there are more abuses like this that we haven't heard of yet. I guarantee it. My God, the countries that I love. The country that I'm so proud to be a part of. The country that I defend. This right here, America, is indefensible. I don't know how to defend that. I don't know how to tell other people from other parts of the world that we're good people, that we're nice people. When we're going to take out people's wombs, take out the wombs of women who are defenseless, it makes me almost want to think of Nazi Germany. In cons- people in concentration camps. But history says that Nazi law was modeled off the, 19, the, the laws that existed in Indiana and California. My God, you want a repeat of that? It's now the year 2020. 1933 was almost 100 years ago. You realize that? 13 years from now will be 100 years of the Third Reich. And his philosophy and policy is still marching on. If we're not careful, we could see something like this happening, where they grab black women off the streets and Native American women and grab Hispanic women, Latino women off the street and take you into centers and into hospitals where they take your womb out. If we're not careful, this could happen. And I just want to know the hospitals they were sending these women to. It didn't. They didn't ask any question after a while that why so many women from this particular detention center all require hysterectomies. They never consulted. They never asked any questions after a while. Like, because for the life of me, that just seemed like something that I'd have to investigate. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got a problem. This is down to earth. We ask the down to earth questions. We confront the deep, dark underbelly of issues that nobody else wants to confront. We're, I'm not ashamed of political reprisal because I feel that there is a healthy space for encouraging ideas on both sides. I want to hear what you all have to say. I want to hear the justifications and I want to put yourself in these folks' shoes and ask the questions. What if it happened to you? What if it happened to a member of your family? 
how would you feel? If America were taken over by a foreign power and they now have control, let's just put it this way. Something happens here and we can't live here anymore. We're all trying to run to Canada. All 300 million of us. Canada couldn't stand that stampede, first of all, right? But let's say some of us get to Canada and the Canadians are like, we're going to house all people from America and put you in detention centers so we know who you are. And, and we don't want you mixing with our general population, so we're going to sterilize the women who are of childbearing age and take their wombs out so they can't breed any more of these Americans. Imagine that. That's something to think about, isn't it? That's really something. A whistleblower alleges that ICE detainees are being forcibly sterilized. So now top congressional Democrats are calling for a federal investigation after a nurse who worked at an immigration detention center in Georgia filed a whistleblower complaint alleging a lack of medical care and unsafe work practices that facilitated the spread of COVID-19. She also says that immigrant women received questionably hysterectomies, an allegation that lawmakers have seized on in the past week. These are shocking accusations. It comes on the heels of America's long-sorted history of performing forced hysterectomies on minority women. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to ask ourselves this question. What have we become? What are we becoming? Is this where we want to go? Is this whom we want to be defined as? Is this whom we want history to write of us as? My generation, Generation Xers and Millennials, I want to ask us, and Baby Boomers, the last of whom we are still here, is this what we want to be defined as? Is this what we want history to remember of us? That this is what we thought of people who were coming to this country, who needed our help, were running from poverty and running from hunger and famine and lack of water. And we sterilized them and put them in modern-day concentration camps. My name is Harriet Kimmock. This has been Down to Earth. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition. Go to my page, HarrietKimmock.com, as well as visit our pages on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever your favorite podcast platform is, as well as stream us on iHeartRadio. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great Thursday. Be blessed. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.